Welcome back to the Sooners Podcast. Chapter 12 ended with Qutb Khan telling Bandit Khan a plan to get the attention of Shah Jahan. Now, now this plan is uh, for Bandit Khan to get a very long stick, attach a live chicken at the end of it, and then late at night put a fire underneath the chicken to make it scream and wake up the ember. So Bandit Khan is extremely happy about this plan. And he tells his buddies this at the end of the chapter. So now chapter 13 starts. <laughs> and Pentecost is looking around for a live chicken. He buys one from a market. Eventually buys the long bamboo stick too. He attaches the live chicken at the end of it. And below it, he puts some fabric that's going to be soaked in oil. Uh, and he's going to use that as a torch. So they figure out during the day exactly where to go, where the residence of the emperor is. Then all the Batons, the 500 Baton warriors that came with Bandicam went with him as well. Uh, so they started off in that direction. They reached that area where Shah Jahan's re- residence would have been. And then they all started screaming, Faryad. Faryad meaning request. And this was an old practice where, you know, if an emperor was called upon to hear uh, a request, then he would be obliged to do that from one of his citizens. So uh, so they all started screaming this. The residence uh, was right near the river of Ravi, and that's where they lit the torch as well. Um, so when they lit the torch, the chicken then began to scream out. So all this noise was heard in the residence of the emperor. Uh, the chicken would scream as they would put the torch closer and closer to the chicken uh, to freak it out. And because of all this noise, then the wives of the emperor wake up and uh, Shah Jahan also woke up at this point. So the wives started saying to the Shah Jahan that, you know, who's calling out at this hour, making all this noise. Uh, they look then to Shah Jahan and say, well, you don't obviously listen to people's requests during the day. And because of this, these people are now screaming out at night. So Shah Jahan then tells his attendants, he's pretty pissed off. He says, go tell them that, you know, I'll listen to their requests in the morning. We'll call them to the court then. So the attendants then run. And they shout out to the Bandicon, the troops, saying, you know, who are you idiots making this noise? You've woken up the emperor. He said he'd call you guys into the court tomorrow to discuss this. But now shut up and you've angered the emperor. If you don't be quiet now, we'll send soldiers to have you all killed. So Bandicon is overjoyed by hearing this and he then takes his troops away. He, uh, you know, looks over uh, to his forces on the way back and tells them that, you know, listen, the emperor has heard our request, we'll be called upon in the morning. So they all go back to their camp and go to sleep. In the morning, uh, when they get up, they tell uh, Qutb Khan, their cousin, what happened that night. And Ben Khan says to Qutb Khan, you know, your plan made us uh, successful. When we are called out to the emperor now this morning, uh, surely he'll help us. So Qutb Khan then says, don't worry, I'll go to the emperor first. Whatever I can do to help, you know, I'm there to do that. So then Qutb Khan uh, says this, then goes to meet the emperor. So so as Qutb Khan enters the court now, there's a beautiful description of the court of Shah Jahan. How the walls everywhere around was gilded uh, with gold. You know, there are inscriptions on these walls all around of trees and plants with exotic birds and flowers as well. Within the court there are beautiful aromas and scents from flowers uh, which are just traveling and roaming around in the court. 
so after this, this description, Shah Jahan then comes into the court as well. Uh, he sits on his throne, he greets everybody, and then most of the ministers then walk in as well. And amongst the ministers, Vizier Khan is there. Uh, Qutb Khan sees Vizier Khan walk in and then does a very affectionate, maybe over-the-top greeting to Vizier Khan. So shortly after Shah Jahan <clears throat> walks in, he then asks his ministers that, you know, who were the people from last night who lit that torch and were making all that noise? Did somebody, you know, steal something from them or did somebody kill one of them? They woke me up. You know, I didn't, I uh, wasn't able to fall back asleep. They were screaming so loudly and forcefully, and they only stopped when my guards told them to shut up. So Kotoka now realizes this is his time to speak up. So he folds his hands and he says, that group was led by Pandey Khan, who was a servant of Guru Hargobin. Guru Hargobin forcefully took all of his possessions and kicked him out of his service. He's been there for many days, been here for many days, sorry, in Lahore. Uh, but uh, he was not able to meet you. He was not able to get your attention. So when Qutb Khan is saying this, Shah Jahan then looks over at Vizir Khan because he mentions Guru Hargobind. And Vizir Khan then interjects saying, look, Emperor, look at what time, look at what the world has come to, basically. We hear that in the 13th century of the Islamic cal calendar, the world will become totally worthless. So now he's talking about an old prophecy in Mughal India that around 1785 to 1883, which would be the 13th century of the Islamic calendar, the whole world will basically turn to shit. You know, uh, this would be similar to how people were saying previously that the world would come to an end in 2012. Uh, so when Vizir Khan would be saying this, it would be around 1635. So some hundred plus years. So he says, you know, we hear that the world will become really terrible in some 100 plus years but I think this time has already come now look at this guy Bernie Khan who's demonstrating that uh, this Bhutan Bernie Khan he grew up an orphan his parents passed away at a young age and he was roaming around without any support when he came across the compassionate Guru Hargobind who took him in and fed him by hand that's how he's grown into such a big warrior that you see today Guru Hargobind cared for him like a father would his son. So Guru Hargobind with his own hands fed Pandey uh, Khan with love. You know, he kept him near and now when he can take care of himself, he's calling out Guru Hargobind. You know, he ate the salt or the food of Guru Hargobind. This is why he's so big. He's truly an ungrateful person. Now he's come here to ask for a request. This is why the world is becoming such a terrible place. No one respects their elders. You know, a son will fight their father, a wife will murder their husband, those who do good in the world have bad things happen to them. You know, I've heard of so many bad things that you couldn't even stand to see them. So listening to this, Shah Jahan then became very quiet and some time passed when no one else in the court spoke. Then some other issue arose, uh, which Bandit Khan had to attend to, so he leaves the court at that time. The other ministers were really happy now that Vizir Khan had left and at that same time Bandit Khan with his son-in-law were at the court doors waiting to enter. The 500 warriors were with them behind them. So the same attendant that was there 
uh, at the previous night, when they made the noise, the one who told the group to shut up, was standing at the door and saw Pandekar. And he went up to him and asked him, you know, are you the guys that made the noise last night? So Pandekar gets up and said, yeah, you know, what did Shah Jahan say last night? Will he hear our plea or not? You know, if you remind him, I'll give you 500 rupees right now. So the attendant said, yes, you know, he'll hear your plea. But if I go remind him right now, he'll hear your plea quicker. So yes, give me the money. So he takes the money and goes. And the attendant then tells the minister, Slavut Khan, who then takes the message to Shah Jahan. And he says, you know, Shah Jahan, those who were requesting to see you yesterday night, they are here at the door. You know, what should we do? How do you advise? So Shah Jahan then said, you know, let them in. I want to hear what they have to say. But in his mind, he's thinking, you know, I'll ask these guys how Guru Hargobind was able to be so successful with just few amount of warriors in the previous battles. It's really beyond the mind. I must get to the bottom of this. So this is what Shah Jahan's thinking when he invites Bandekhan in, knowing that Bandekhan was a servant of Guru Hargobind. So the attendant goes back, tells Bandekhan that you will be seen now, and Bandekhan is extremely happy about this, and he takes his uh, son-in-law in hand as he walks into the court. Salabat Khan, the other minister though, he's near the door and he sees Bandekhan about to walk in, he goes in front of them and tells them, all right, to go further into the court, to see Shah Jahan, you have to pay me a bribe. So Bandekhan then gives him 500 rupees as well. And thus he was allowed into the court, but this is how chapter 13 ends. And in the next chapter, uh, Bandekhan will have a discussion and make a plan with Shah Jahan. So that's what we'll pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank the listeners and the supporters uh, who have been making this podcast possible by supporting us through the uh, Mangalacharan Patreon page. Oh, oh, oh.